So, Paddy, give you one joke before we start. Yeah. He's about to check out. Yeah. He's in, in the hospital bit. Hasn't seen his wife and family for about six months. They called the family. They said, look, you want to come and see Paddy because uh, he's checking out. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm just thinking. It's a funny joke. It's the first time I've heard it, right? And uh, Yeah. So the wife, she turns up and uh, the son and the daughter turn up and the nurse, the nurses, heaven's angels at this time, mm. they, uh, they turn up there in the room. And uh, they're standing around Paddy and they said, you want to say your farewells because, and probably talk quickly because he hasn't got as long as the rest of us. Yeah. So anyway, Paddy sort of calls over his eldest son and says, uh, son, I won't do the Irish accent unless it happens. Mm. So son, um, I'm leaving you the 21 properties on the North Shore. They're all yours, son. And the son says, thank you, Dad. And he calls over the daughter and he says, darling girl, as of today, as of today, I'm giving you the two office buildings in George Street in the city. They're all yours. She goes, thanks, Dad. Calls over the wife and he says, and darling girl, for you, I'm going to give you the 16 properties we have on the beautiful central coast of New South Wales. They're all yours. Anyway, with that, Paddy gently drifts off to see his maker. Mm. As he goes away, the nurse was just amazed and went over to the wife and said, you haven't seen him for six months and I can understand that He's worked so hard to get all these properties and, and now to leave such a legacy. She says, fucking legacy? He, he's got a window cleaning business. <laughs> <laughs> when the bell goes for round number one, in the words of the legendary referee, Mr Mills Lane, the team at Rocked are firm but fair. Pundits at ringside, JJ and Mark Warren. I thought it was kittens, mate. It is. Long story. And now, pound for pound, round by round, fight fans, here we go! This is Rocked. Welcome, this is Rocked. It is round four, uncertain, unpredictable, extraordinary times. Yep. And with me, it calls for extraordinary people. Unsurpassed boxing IQ, JJ Rocker for Powerbox Boxing. Welcome, love. I love, love the, the hoodie, brah. Welcome. This is round four. That's it. My boy Brycey from Powerbox hooked me up with some, some new threads. I love it. Yeah, well, brought to you by PowerboxBoxing.com, premium fight equipment, apparel, uh, now giving Australian boxing. No, 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 I've got to stop saying that. PowerboxBoxing.com, now giving the world, now giving the world quality gear. Mr. Worldwide, PowerboxBoxing.com. And the point of difference, you can help me, the point of difference, you've got a set of gloves now tailored to that little hand of yours that says yeah, BMF. That's it. <laughs> The best gloves on the market, in my opinion. They are beautiful to feel. They're fantastic. And I think on top of it, you want to talk point of difference, Mark. What yeah. about the bloke that runs the joint? Bryce. Steps in the ring. Wow. Do you want to go there? And picks up a W. He picks up a W at the Yaguna Sports Club? That's correct. That'll do. The Yaguna Sports Club. Uh, wherever you're listening to us, around the world, I always talk about Vegas, I talk about London. G'day. God bless New York. God bless New York at this time at this time as, as we produce. Um, but uh, this particular club that ran the amateur show has a, a Greyhound track, and uh, I actually played there in the middle of the Greyhound track against the Bankstown Greyhounds. Yes. I digress. But as what you, about Brycey Boy? As you reminded myself, Bryce and Tony Delvecchio several times on the night that you had played there. <laughs> well, the old glory days, eh? Well, you, I don't know about glory days, but I certainly played some of my most average football there. Anyway... If you can't be good at sport, be a good sport. That's it. That's the it. Best part of my game was my, my walkout. Yeah, that's what I hear. I got pretty frustrated on the way to that fight. 
Yeah. Because, uh, you know, when you – I want to know. You're driving your car. You know how to get somewhere. Yeah. And there's GPS. Mm. And now I'm working off two. The yep. phone and the GPS on the car. Yep. You know where you're going. Yeah. And now you're listening to a GPS, two GPS, and you heard me. I'm going into territory that I hadn't been for a while. Yeah. And I got pretty frustrated on the phone, as, as you well, sort of intimated. Well, you were lost. I was go- I, and, you, and, and, and the anger was building. Yeah, I know. I know. But you know what I haven't said to you? I didn't I, make I the fight, bro. I know. I know. But how's this, right? You want to talk about timing. I called you as I parked, right? <laughs> and I go, Mark, where are you? And just before you said, hey, bro, I'm about 20 minutes away, Yeah, I heard the front door of your house close in the background. Mate. No, no, no. You, you no, were no, late. No. You were late. It's all right. No, I was very prepared. I, I'll tell you what, I was prepared. <laughs> i tell you. No, 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 you're wrong. Here we go. Oh, 20 minutes would take me 20 minutes. It would 20 take, minutes, it you would reckon? Take me, oh, absolutely. From where you live, undisclosed location, <laughs> right? Close to the city, yeah. Close to the city. I would have thought so, straight onto the M5. No. And 20 minutes. No. And I might have said I'd be there maybe five or 10 minutes <laughs> quicker than I, because you've got to drive legally. Yeah, of course. I honestly thought 20 minutes. When I looked at my GPS, it said 32. I went, oh, man. Oh, no. But then I asked for you to describe what happened in the fight as I drove furiously. Yeah. It was touch- Le- it And was, legally. It was, t- it was touch and go because yeah. I walked in and there was a bloke with a headgear just inside of the doors. Brycey boy. Yeah, but cool. He tapped you on the shoulder. Cool as a cucumber. I, I just looked at him and went, oh, this bloke must be up next. I wonder when Bryce is going to fight. I tried to look at the program. Yeah. And he just tapped me tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, hey, bro, thanks for coming. Wow. What a legend. Yeah. And he, he, he had a fractured hand coming into the fight. Yeah, yeah. He said he's going to be left-hand dominant. Yep. You told me he took round one. Yeah. And then let's be, let's be straight up. He, he got caught with a bowler in round two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, wa- a wild punch. And round three, takes round three, gets the points, gets a yeah. W. Yeah. With Mr. Tony Del Vecchio out of Bondi Boxing. Well done. Yeah. Now, Bryce has told me he had a, a bit of an amateur mm-hmm. uh, career prior to coming back. So yeah. he hasn't fought in something like 10 years, I think he was saying. And let me tell you, hasn't missed a beat. He was saying prior to this that it's the fittest he's ever felt. And, mate, he showed it. The kid's actually got skills, like legit skills. Great stuff. Yeah. Powerboxboxing.com, powerboxboxing.com, mums, dads, nans and pops, boys and girls. You can have your name on the gloves, design, personalised, custom fit, whether for play or for, you know, uh, climbing to the top like my Northern Beaches super middleweight local beast, Matteo Tapia. And he had a win, a W, a yeah. vicious, a vicious KO victory. About 15 unanswered punches, and it should have been stopped earlier. Yeah. Yeah, that was tough to see, that one, even from a boxing purist perspective. Yeah. And he's sponsored by Powerbox Boxing. For the hungry and undefeated, you drop the E in Powerbox, like you drop the E in Rocked, and you get to powerboxboxing.com. And this show also brought to you by Warren Media & Co., a full-service media agency across radio, television, digital and print. At Warren Media & Co., we create, we consult, we plan, we produce and we deliver results-driven campaigns. Simply email media at warrenmedia.com.au if you'd like to take advantage of our special create, plan, produce digital offer or simply go to warrenmedia.com.au to check out some of our work. No matter the scale of the business, this one is for you. We'll have our crack production team shoot a 30-second digital video showcasing your products and services. And right now, we'll also provide a free consult on planning and delivery. You might simply like to get a Warren Media digital video to enhance your website. Perhaps it's a targeted social media campaign. Or talk to us now about a zero-wastage redirect TV offer. It's brilliant. It really is. With zero wastage, we capture your required consumer demographic, 
on gender, age, location. And as I said, there is absolutely zero wastage. Email media at warrenmedia.com.au or visit warrenmedia.com.au. This is rocked. You know that I like to rant, so I'm in your hands, JJ. Lead me. Point me in, in the direction. You okay? All righty. I'm, I'm okay, but let's give you a bit of a time limit today yeah. because we know what happens when Mark Warren gets started. Yeah. Doesn't tend to stop until told. You know what I mean? Mm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a timer. Yeah. You, mo- you know what? I think I gave myself two minutes too many, even when we negotiated the time limit. Really? So what but are you I, thinking? I, time limit-wise, <clears throat> what are you thinking? Oh, oh, I'm in your hands. But I'm gonna give <laughs> You're you, now the executive producer. I'm going to give you two and a half, All right. right? Yeah. I'm not going to say anything. Oh, well, I'd like feedback. I don't want Yeah, you're going to get feedback after, but what will happen is if I talk, it's going to chew into your time. Are you also going to take us into the rules that are in place in these extraordinary times? Yeah, 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 I'll do that. You just <coughs> rant, mate. I know you've got plenty to get off your chest. Okay. All righty? Yeah. Mark Warren. Yeah. Your time yeah. starts now. Hmm. Prime Minister Morrison, you are doing an absolutely wonderful job in these extraordinary, uncertain times. I saw him hammered. The people that were into us about the fires and then the rain have now found a voice and they're hammering Scott Morrison. I think he's been outstanding. A man who was learning on the run. Listening to Joe Rogan, by the way, Joe's had to postpone his appearance on Rocked, but he will be coming to us shortly. We'll work that out, Zoom, Zoom or Skype. (laughs) We will. But you know what? I'm going to say it. Donald Trump, he was learning on the run. This thing changes by the hour, and he may have been misled a little along the way, perhaps, um, you know, he refers to it as a Chinese virus. I, I'm, I've got about a minute left on the clock. <laughs> I, I just want to clarify that um, the measures in place are for our, and you're going to take us through those yeah. uh, in relation to what we have to do right now. But let's remember that this is targeting, um, God bless them, uh, the 80-plus uh, age group mm. with pre-existing illnesses, which could claim 15% of those lives. Mm. Now, it's across, it doesn't discriminate. But let's also remember, and if we could continue to remember, with all the guidelines in place, that 80% of people that contract this virus, 80% may not even know they had it. Yeah. Australia closed the borders to China on February 1. Outstanding effort, Mr Morrison. Maybe we could have, in hindsight, shut all borders a little quicker. We don't know. But for the people that have been into our Prime Minister, I think he's been simply outstanding. And I think that'll do me. Really? Yeah. I'm tw- I'm, 20, I'm, 20 seconds to spare. No, nah, nah, because you're going through the guidelines and we're not going to make light of things too much. No, not but at all. But if we don't laugh, we cry and listen to Joe Rogan. Or, uh, and again, as we go to air, our blessings, our prayers are with the people of New York City. Yeah, most The city definitely. that never sleeps. Yeah? Cranky Frankie Sinatra. Old blue eyes. That's it. It's strange. It's very, yeah. very strange times because I think wow. I think at the start, yeah. I don't think people took it as seriously as as what it should have been. But how would you know? It's not like anyone's gone through anything of this magnitude before, obviously. And then they had a dance party at Bondi Beach. Well, big barbecue slash dance party slash yeah. uh, Bondi on a Sunday or yeah. Friday, was it? Yeah, but let's be real. Most yeah. of us aren't. And most of us didn't, right? No, Everyone's that's everyone. I've. I'm just wonder, looking at the gap between us. Someone passed me a tape measure. <laughs> no, you can get fine now. I know. I let, this is your stage. I know. Yeah. So in New South Wales this morning, I read that as of Tuesday, 12 a.m., New South Wales uh, residents legally have to stay in their homes unless they have a reasonable excuse for leaving. Reasonable excuses are broadly categorised as obtaining food or other goods and services, travelling for the purpose of work or education if the person cannot do it at home, exercise, medical or caring reasons. So other than that, we're in lockdown. Got to stay home. Do your bit for the community and stay inside. 
Yeah. Now, it's got tough yesterday. Yeah. Because one of the guidelines is it's essential for people to go and exercise. Yeah. So it went from 10 people to a boot camp. Yep. Then it went to five, perhaps? No, five to a wedding, 10 to a funeral. Yeah, five to a wedding, 10 to a funeral, and then the boot camps went to virtually personal training sessions. One-on-one. One-on-one. Boot camp, one-on-one. Yep. So I've been doing my walking. Yep. And taking the dog for a walk, Bella, the Rottweiler, the part part human Rottweiler, rides a skateboard. Love Bella. And yesterday, trying to do that exact thing around the coastal walk of the eastern suburbs. Yep. And I see the news. I looked in the park and people were just sitting with social distancing, Mm. but they were getting moved on. So now you can't stop while walking. Is that how I'm reading this? Well, that's... That's what we're hearing, right? Apparently, no, that's it. You can't sit down. Can't sit. Can't stop. Right? Even if you do go and walk with someone that's not from your household, you still have to obviously practice social distancing. Like we are right now, but we're on the border. Exactly. Yeah. Which is a metre and a half, right? A metre and a half. You drove me here. I sat in the back seat. I know. (laughs) You sat in the back seat of my car on the opposite side. We shouldn't laugh. You just laugh. Yeah, well. (laughs) Well. Mate. Just saying. A bit precious from Mr. Mark Warren. No, no. I'm just, no, I'm glad that you did so that it takes some load off me. Yeah, here at Rocked, we practice social distancing. We are. You know? Exhibit. Exactly. Absolutely. Loaded up with hand sanitizer. Yeah. We've got it all. Yeah. Um, In fact, people were stopping yesterday on their walk quite innocently to look at the most magnificent ocean in the world with total bias. Yep. And those people were being asked to move on. Yeah. So you can't stop and look at the ocean. You can walk past the ocean and look at it. Yeah. But do not stop. I know. But we also have family friends that were fined in the lunchroom of the building that they work in for breaking social distancing. So police are doing audits of businesses, I suppose you could say. And tell me, you're in big business. We, we, t- you're in big business. Take yeah. us where you'd like to take us on that journey. How are you handling this situation? Um, from a personal perspective, mm. it was very important for my family's business, which yeah. is Sydney City Toyota and Sydney City Lexus, yeah. to keep as many or all employed. Yeah. We understand that tough times are ahead and it's not a we, it's a, it's not an us problem. It's a we problem. Everybody's in it. Everybody's in the same boat, right? So we've put measures and processes and operations in place to try and keep everyone there, uh, keep everybody happy and be as transparent with our staff as possible to make sure that everybody's working in an environment they feel is safe they feel that they can come to work and operate as per usual. Obviously, the circumstances change that a little bit, but we're doing our best to try and to try and move ahead. But uh, the most important thing, I think, is the mental space that a lot of people are, are going to be going through at this stage. Obviously, with job loss, I have a lot of a lot of friends, younger and older, that have that have lost their jobs. So. It's a tough time for everybody, but I think it's with the right people making the right decisions and being conscious of the implications of the decisions they make and who they affect, I think we're going to get through it. Amen. And and because of our great-grandparents, um, grandparents yep. uh, that lived through the 20s mm. and the 40s, maybe we evolve, maybe we know uh, those hard scenarios, maybe we've learned, um, just heartbreaking, that it targets a, a demographic yeah, that is so near and dear to us. Definitely. I wanted to go to my dad's. Yeah. And drop some Garlo's pies in. Thin on pastry, big on meat. Yeah. And he wasn't there, and I was pretty happy that he wasn't there because I'm not worried about what I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, yeah. I'm not worried about me. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's about the we. Of course, naturally, yeah. And I think he's the youngest 76-year-old on planet Earth, but mm. I'm... I was worried. It was my mum's birthday the same day. I stuck to a phone call, but I'd hate to think that mum and dad thought, oh, we're staying away from us. But they were pretty cool. Yeah, of course. 
they're the they're so level headed that generation when the shit hits the fan. Yeah. And we're not here to cry, we're here to have a laugh. Yeah, exactly. This is rocked. So Mr. Mark Warren. Yeah. You've been back for a while, but this is your official welcome back. Yeah, one month later. I know. Five weeks later. There you go. Yeah. So you're back, recovered. I've recovered. <laughs> Bit of colour in the face, ready to rock now, eh? We are ready to rock. Yep. How was it? Because you whisked us away in that romance of this is Las Vegas and mm. this is what it's like to go with Mark Warren and I speak to this person. Yeah. Did you? Oh, wow. You did it? <laughs> wow. You did your thing, eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where you belong. I'm the same. <laughs> that's where you belong. Oh, on so many levels. <laughs> yeah. So speak to us about the journey there. Yeah. Oh, the journey there. <laughs> <laughs> the journey there. In case people haven't done the LA Vegas thing, um, it's say let's say 14 hours to uh, LA. Yep. And normally it's like walk up to the counter. Um, remember this this situation we're in now was being talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the measures I only, weren't. I only missed isolation by about a week. I think you'll find. Yeah, one of the last to travel. In you theory, told me that, eh? and you one go, "Wow, you going to you want to be grateful?" Yeah. Wow. I, I thought about that after you said it. I thought, "Wow, wow. Mm. How long? You know." Yeah, Hopefully, no, touch wood. We'll get to do it shortly. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, when I got to LAX, I hadn't arranged my flight to Vegas. So. Rule one hundred and one, really. Rule one hundred and one. But Mark, being Mark, so then I got a flight, and was told it was a, a five-hour wait. And, like, you got to understand, planes taking off to Vegas out of L.A., I mean every 20 minutes. In fact, it could be less. Mm. It could be less. United, mm. Delta, American Airlines. And how long's a flight? Vegas, well, they say, it, Vegas. they say it's 40, 50 minutes. I think they're talking getting to the door. I say yep. we're in the air for about 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. Great place to fly into at night. Great place. I'd love to drive in. At, I have. I've been on a bus and driven in at night. Yeah. First time. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so there was a five-hour wait. So I thought I'd I checked out our currency rate before we left. Yep. And um, I'd been there in 1995 the first time with Jeffrey Fennec, four-time, in case they don't get the joke and they haven't heard us before. Yes, I said four-time. Yep. Um, they'll adjust the record book one day. That's a story for another time. That's a whole episode, 1995. <laughs> but I went to get some currency, some American dollars at the airport. I'm trying to fill in time. I'm, I've eaten. I've cleaned. I've, I've done all the essentials. I've done some, a little bit of uh, window shopping. Yep. And uh, I, I went and said, look, um, I'd like to change a, a thousand Australian um, for some American dollars. And uh, she said that'll be fifty three cents. When I was revived, damn, fifty three cents. It was sixty eight cents. Thanks for coming. When I left Sydney, yeah. And I said, "Come on!" And I showed him my, <laughs> I showed him my Comsec account. Come on. I said, "It's we're sixty eight cents." She looked at me deadpan, the lady, and said, fifty three cents." And I, I was getting zero. I was getting zero empathy. Yeah. I said, you can't be serious. She was, huh? She was really serious. Yeah. What <laughs> happens? I'll fast forward. When I got to the MGM Grand, mm. I went to the ATM and got 63 cents. My lesson for anyone listening to rock, do not ever, ever see that woman. And LA, don't go to airports for currency exchange. MGM, though. MGM. Came through clutch. MGM clutch play. Yeah. On an ATM gave me 63 cents. Amen, MGM. Shout a out. A shout, shout out to out. MGM. Oh, they were wonderful people to look after us. So now you're in Vegas. I'm in Vegas, yeah. I walk in the door. <laughs> How am I? Okay, you're the interviewer, Mark. Shut up. Grand arrivals? 
grand arrivals. You're right. So I've got this big media itinerary. Yep. And the first one that I'd highlighted with my pink highlighter yep. was official media entrance, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. And I'm talking, it happened. They, they set up a ring yep. uh, inside the lobby at the MGM Grand. And we had the normal dignitaries, Jimmy, Jimmy yep. Lennon Jr. Yep. Everyone was there and it was open to the public and I was trying to check in. And it was absolutely deafening. And yeah. Oh, mate. Oh, mate. It, it, it gets better, but oh, my goodness, those gypsies. <laughs> yeah. Those gypsies. Quality. Unbelievable. And obviously our boy Daniel Lewis came through media at the media entrance and everything as well. I didn't get to see. They, they did the undercard. They did the undercard later, I believe, uh, or maybe right, earlier. Okay. Yeah. I walked in as Fury and Wilder were introduced to this crowd at the MGM Grand. And it was overtaken by gypsies, English and Irish, and they did it with song, and they're they laid down their arms. They're not quiet, are they? Oh, mate. That, I'll tell you, post-fight. Oh, mate. I, oh, mate. So grand arrivals out yep. of the way. Yep. You what, go up to your room? Mate, I don't know what time it is. In- I don't know what day it is. Remember, you leave at 11 a.m. Yeah. and arrive there at 6 a.m. Yeah. before... You know, seven, eight, nine, ten, five hours before you left on the same day. And Mark Warren tends to need structure, doesn't he? I need structure. Wow. <laughs> right? Let's be real. I have so to you, have routine. You go up to your room. Yeah. And then that's it for the day. No. 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 It's <laughs> Vegas, baby. Yeah. So yeah. Jacob, right? <laughs> JJ in his car, Can leaving. We- here we go. Can we what? No, I'll let no. you go. Yeah, I, you. I just want to. So I'm in my car. You know that I was working extremely long hours. I understand that. For the next seven days. You know that. Yeah, no, definitely. How hard to I be was. fair, thank you. the WhatsApp thank group was popping. Okay, thank right? you. Right? I was thank getting you. videos yeah. nonstop. Thank you. So I will completely. I worked my butt out. Vouch for you. Okay, but. I'm leaving Nimbus and Co. Bondi. <laughs> Shout out to Nimbus and Co. <laughs> Tell me about Nimbus and Co. Come on. Infrared sauna. Good for health, good yeah. for well-being generally, good yeah. for mental headspace. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Yeah. It's there, yeah. right? Yeah. That is the spot. Yeah. And shout out to good people at Nimbus & Co. as well. I hope you guys open up real soon. Okay. Can't wait Amen. to go back. But that's a very zen spot for me. May I also do this? Yeah. And remember your train of thought because yeah. I know I'm about to be yeah, thrown yeah, under yeah. a bus, yeah. whichever way you take me. Um, I think I said before, but I'd like to say it again, um, Heaven's Angels, I saw a a beautiful sign in St. Vincent's Private when my father had a, a very serious operation, yep. which he's totally recovered and everything's good. But um, it, it was a little sign that said nurses, nurses are heaven's angels. Yeah. And right now the nurses, wherever you are in the world, we love you. The doctors, we love you. The paramedics, we love you. And the people at the supermarkets that are serving us food, amen, we love you. The pharmacists, we love you. And now J.J. Rock is going to continue to throw me under the bus. Where was I before I interrupted myself and you? So I'll tell you where I was. I was in a place of zen. I was coming out of the sauna. I was good. I was good to go. Then I get a WhatsApp call from Mark Warren. It's like 6.30 at night, Sydney time. I was like, oh. Oh, wow. I'm expecting you to go, J.J., this is what happened today, blah, 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 or whatever. I go, Mark, what's happening? And I hear the, uh, <laughs> it's loud. Was there a music? Yeah. You think I'd been to a party? Bit, bit of fifi in the back, you know what I mean? Could well have been the lobby bar. <laughs> Could well have been. I'm not going to throw any under the bus, but I was first introduced to the lobby bar by four time. But anyway. <laughs> and, um. G'day, Kayla, Suze, how you doing? You Rocky. weren't, yeah. you weren't yeah. on the cordial. No. Were ya? But, can I just say. Mm. That Vegas is intoxicating, and after twenty hours of travel, uh, and then another five hour wait, um, yeah, I went downstairs. I was, I'm, and I probably had five or six beers, but I probably sounded. <laughs> what What else did you have? No, no, but I could no. Other than the beers, I'm, well, it was a mood thing. Um, yeah, right. Okay. The Scotch bar was also ah, there. Ah, the Scotch bar. Right. Everyone gets in there and they have a little Scotch on the rocks. Yep. Every, the, everyone? Most. You're right. 
and they they smoke cigars. Uh, right, okay. <laughs> so you felt you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't get <laughs> lost in Las the Vegas, ambience you know? And the theatre. Yeah, of course. I think I had a cigar. <laughs> Unbelievable. I think I had a cigar. Right, okay. But see, the reason I know I was okay, yep. I just want to clarify that yep. I know what the time was. It was 11.24 p.m. Because I checked the phone uh, at what time I called you. So considerate of you. Yeah, not allowing for Eastern Standard Daylight Time. Yeah, of course. Um, so I know that by the time I, I, I could not have been down there any earlier than 7 or 8 o'clock at night. Yeah, I would hope not. Yeah. What, so, what time did you leave? Because we got off the phone and I was like, enjoy. And you went, yeah, I will. And then <laughs> who knows where you ended up. Oh, dear. Can but, we? But the next yeah, day, yeah. the next day. Wow. Tell me about it. Where'd you go? Where were you? Where yeah. were your base? Did you have to fight people to get in front of other people? Like, no. So this leads into a story in that, so we'll give a media accreditations. Yeah. If you had your media accreditations and you also then had to get your media accreditation for fight day, which is another story. Yep. So I've got my media accreditation, which you have to wear at all times. Mm-hmm. And we have a media room, mate. Picture conservatively 400, 500 YouTubers from ESPN Plus to yeah. YouTubers. Yeah, yeah. That were approved. Yeah. Fight hype, fight hub. The big boys. One of those guys that you told me is a superstar of social media. I was sitting next to him most of the time. I didn't interview him. I didn't interview. It would, I reckon, have been Radio Rahim. That was the man. Ellie Sackback would have been there as well. Oh, they're all there, bro. You oh, would have yeah. been in heaven. Yeah. That's why I gave you my media accreditation I on know. my return. Legend. Legend. Um, And they did great coffee, but it was 24 hours a day in that media room. They did great coffee. They did great coffee in the media room by two young ladies, and I, I, I can't recall their names offhand, but they were just superb, and they looked after us a treat. They served Legend. us lunch. They gave us lunch. Yep. Mr. Aaron was cruising around the room. Come on. Yeah. You name it, they were there. Um, and we got to do some interviews to send back here. Yeah. I think the, 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 major, the first major interview that I was able to capture was obviously, you know, you, you're coming into game time, so mm. time is precious. Mm. So it was Daniel Lewis. Yeah. And Sebastian uh, Fandora. Yeah. And what was the mood like in between the two camps? Were they both quietly confident? They're both very, very oh, well-spoken uh, spoke oh, boys. Oh, man. I spoke to Babe Matreski. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a press conference. Yeah. Undercard press conference. Mm-hmm. It's all coming back to me now in flashes. Here we go. But I stayed back and interviewed Fundora. Yeah. For Fight Call Out, who were amazing. Thank you, amen. Adam, the team, Jolie Boy. Wow. Yeah, great Wow. People. Lukey, thank you. Amen. Uh, the opportunity, the memories, I'm indebted like you wouldn't believe. Um, so I interviewed Daniel. Mm-hmm. I saw a confident fighter. I got no problems with what happened on the night. Um, and then I interviewed Sebastian. Yeah. Uh, Fandora. Yeah. Uh, what do they call him? Towering Inferno. The Towering Inferno. Six foot six, and he tells me he can't slam dunk. Come on, Sebastian. How can you not, not slam dunk hard, when you're mate. six foot six? Can you slam dunk? I'm five foot six. Yeah, but you're just like I... you can. <laughs> I reckon I'd get closer. Your boy's got some hops on him. Unbelievable. And I interviewed him. Mm. And his team said to me, you know, he loves the crocodile hunter. And you and went... I, my heart melted. Gold. And he got his glasses on. God bless him. Yeah. Dare I say he looked like an accountant, okay, a very well, tall accountant. Yeah. Dare I say perhaps per pound the widest man I've ever seen. Really? Across the shoulders, broadest man I've ever seen. Couldn't believe that, how long the reach was. Couldn't believe that. Yeah. He's tipping them at, what, 70 kilograms. He had a wingspan. He was sponsored by the Flying Kangaroo, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But then he started to speak, and, and you've seen the interview. Yeah. So eloquent, you could not dislike this young man. Yeah. Well, that's, that's From Miami, Florida. That's the feedback I was getting. There were people calling my phone, and they went, look, I know man. Daniel's your boy, but 
This is yeah. like the nicest kid I've ever seen. Can it's either Daniel's going to run right through him, yeah, and you know he his fight fighting doesn't match the way he speaks, but damn, the kid can fight too. Uh, the first thing I said, I went through his record. Yeah, I think thirteen and zip. Yep, and um, from Miami, Florida, and I had to ask him. I said, I said, um, you've got an affection for a certain Australian, and he he went into Steve Irwin. He yeah. he knew about Steve Irwin. He said, in fact, tomorrow night is Steve Irwin's birthday and I'm dedicating this fight to Steve Irwin. Wow. And I just went, my goodness, it's not talk. This is so real. Yeah. Um, with that, back to the undercard and Sebastian's crew were on uh, the other side of the media room and I was standing with Graham Shaw and Babe Matreski. And I, th- I think Ben Damon was there at the time. Yeah. Um, and I said to Babe from memory, in front of um, Graham Shaw, to the best of my recollection, paraphrasing, babe, you're going to find it very difficult to dislike this bloke. Mm. And Graham Shaw quickly said, well, Mark, it's just business, just boxing. I said, yeah, he's, he's a lovely boy. And with that, babe babe actually said, hey, Graham, let's go and say good day," which I thought was lovely. I, yeah. I was, hap- I was yeah. really, really, I know it's just business, but you know how it is prior to a fight. Mm. Um, and I thought it was lovely that they said g'day to both camps, said g'day yeah. before it. Well, you know what? Very it's- rare. But that's the thing, as lovely as Sebastian is, right? Yeah. Daniel's exactly the same. Yeah. He's a class act, right from his manager to his coach, right? He comes from yep. a, a, a good camp. They're his lovely. Brothers, brothers loves, lovely as well. So I wouldn't put it past them to, to do something like that. It's, an, it's a nice char- touch, and I'd like to see more of it. But take, take me there. You saw the fight? Saw the fight. Um, I thought Daniel, I thought he did well. I thought he did well. I thought the cards were closer than what they read. I thought they were a lot, lot closer. Yeah, but um, it was just a mixture of it's. It's funny because for those who didn't see the fight, Sebastian's huge, but fights like he's small, in essence. Yeah, right. Yeah. So he's he's he can fight on the inside and doesn't really use his range as much as he probably. He has to learn to do that if he's going to be yeah. serious for yeah. uh, for longevity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd crazy exactly. if he doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. And there were snippets where you'd see Daniel just break him down and you go, Daniel's coming on strong here. And then you'd see Sebastian start to use that jab and really bounce off the jab and cut him with angles. And it was a good fight, a good meeting of of the two young prospects that are going to be on the world level in terms of being elite at different times. This has pushed probably Sebastian forward a little bit earlier, but it's definitely not it for Daniel Lewis either. Daniel Lewis will be back on that stage shortly, I'd, I'd imagine. I don't think that a lot of his scoring punches were caught by the judges. Mm. I thought he got the head on the chest, which is, hey, I said that. I said it's going to be a lot harder to put Mm. into plan, Mm. into action. Uh, You know, obviously we had to get on the chest. I thought he did it and did it very, very well. Yeah, of course. Uh, That takes enormous minerals. Yeah. That takes enormous dusters to do what he did. Yeah. A couple of times I saw a couple of shots there. Wow. Sebastian can take a shot. Yeah. I'm not. We talked about Daniel Lewis on our last episode of Rocked. Yeah. He called them all out. Yeah. He said he's ready. It's just business, whether it's Tim Zhu, whether it's Jeff Horn. Uh, help me here. Zarafa. Michael, if he wants to make junior middle. Yeah. Uh, God bless him. All. He wants them all. Yeah. He wants them all. Nothing has changed, and I would like to ask your opinion. Now mm-hmm. it's just boxing. Yeah. With the exception of Horn, because I, I at junior middle, I still think he's a monster. Yeah, that's me. I'm I've known Tim since he was a baby. I want to declare I want to declare an interest there as well. Yep. Um, and, and Michael's a rapper. Wow, what a what a human. So yeah. just good people. But I, I see Jeff Horn as a monster at junior middle. Nothing is going to sway me leading into the zoo fight whenever that happens. Yeah. But I'll still say this, or ask you the question: How do they go with Fundora? The people I just aforementioned. Well, it's so strange because it's not like you can go, oh, well, he fought this bloke who fights similar to form lines. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. There's yeah. no and and boxing math doesn't work. Boxing math just doesn't work. Just because this person beat this person doesn't mean that that person will beat that person. I think Fundora would have trouble with Horn. Why? I think he's a very strong junior middle. Yeah, and what do you think him in terms of him coming forward? Coming forward with just more experience than Daniel. Yeah. Just just yeah, the yeah, amount yeah. of fights. Yeah. 
Well, it's it's, it's just a hunch that I think he'd have more trouble with Jeff Horn at junior middle, Fondora. Let's remember, he's a babe in the woods. Yeah, of course. Sebastian. Of course. I'd like to see Sebastian advance his game, though. Let's be real. That's why I think Jeff Horn would be a massive chance. It depends when you get him as well. I think he's going he's gonna, to – he will be better from this Daniel Lewis fight. No doubt. He will improve. And so will Daniel tenfold. Lewis. Yeah, of course. They'll both improve. But in terms of Sebastian knowing that I won, I won ugly, Sebastian would know in his heart that the, the scorecards were closer than it was, right? He knew they he was were. In a I fight. was a little bit dark, but then that was probably being an Australian at the MGM yeah. Grand. and Yeah, yeah, of course. I was yelling out, I won't do it now. I, was, I, I, I mean, you can't hear me. I, was... <laughs> I, I could well imagine. Oh, I could well wow. imagine. But I think he'll look back with yeah. his team and study this fight constantly. Yeah, and look look to improve because I he think slipped, he slipped he slipped the left hand three or four occasions where I thought well, that's it we catch him we catch him and we didn't. I thought there was a couple of opportunities that Daniel missed. I thought there was yeah. a couple of opportunities that he missed, but nothing changes for me though. Daniel Lewis is in the same conversation. He's still on my list. Um, there's a, there's a real hot division. Yeah, Lewis, Zoo, Horn. Zarafa, nothing's changed. And Daniel Lewis will be a better fighter for this. Do we yeah, agree? 100%. So we've got four at the table. Yeah, definitely. And Delvecchio's boy, Danilo. Wow. Well, he wants to be, he, he's <clears throat> throwing himself in the mix. He goes, well, he's a wild card. I want to be. Yeah, he's a course. wild card. But they're your four. They're your four. I saw four. him at Fine Shine. It's a really good car wash, you guys, on the West Coast or. You're listening to us in London now, our the, friends. The best car wash. Yeah, when only folks. the best will do, fineshine.com.au. This, this is rocked. Round four action continues. This is rocked for powerboxboxing.com. Look at him, my little man over there. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you coming from this time? Which angle are you going to use this time? Now, before we yeah. get stuck into the two titans that mm. fought in the main event. Yeah. Fury Wilder. Right? Yeah. I believe you had the opportunity and privilege wow. to interview one of the greatest heavyweights that have ever walked all time the planet. All time. Now this particular video has yeah. gone viral. It was everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. I remember Jeff Fennick on my first trip. Well, no, it wasn't my first trip. I, but he he saw me interview Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah. He came up to me at Caesar's Palace. He says, you don't know what you just did, but in about 10 years' time, you will. He said, I'm just saying, you just interviewed a superstar. You just, you don't understand. You just, and that's how Jeff, you know how he talks. Yeah. You don't understand. You won't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But you, you don't know what you did. And they won't know what you did. But you just interviewed a superstar. You, you don't. <laughs> Jeff. I love it. That was almost Jeff, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm just telling you. <laughs> what do you mean, don't worry? Don't worry about it. I'm just telling you. It's all right, Mark. <laughs> no, don't know, Mark. Don't worry. I'm just don't saying. Don't worry, they, Mark. They won't tell you back home. No, they won't tell you back home, but I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you just interviewed a superstar. That's all. <laughs> we just it. nailed it. I love it. <laughs> Hello, Jeffrey. Oh, dear. So, um, Lennox Lewis came out here. I was doing a boxing show with Johnny Lewis, the master trainer, called Always in Your Corner. Yeah. On 2SM. Yeah. Uh, I won't bog you down, but it was a, a masterful show in that um, it went into about 32 regional stations. So we had some great captive audiences yeah. up and down the uh, east coast of Australia, always in your corner, with thanks mm. to Pain Away. We're about the pain, the whole pain, nothing but the pain. And they, they were great sponsors. It was also great for our sponsors into yeah. those regional towns. And we yeah, had Sydney course. as well. It was very much a dedicated audience. We went for about five years. One of the highlights was Johnny Lewis interviewing... The great Lennox Lewis. Yeah. And segue, Daniel Lewis, and this interview where Johnny said to Lennox on the phone, he was in Sydney at the time, uh, listen, Lennox, is there any chance that we might be related, mate? <laughs> and so um, they're, they're doing a, a roundtable talent talk yeah. before the fight. And it's basically in Australian terms like um, – uh, Fox and Channel 9 getting together, or in American terms, Fox and CNN. It yeah. ain't happening, baby. Yeah. But because Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, opposite promoters, yeah, opposite networks. TV networks, yeah. the whole box and dice. Of course. I'm surprised there wasn't separate ring announcers, to tell you the truth, because I saw that. Where did I see that? Maybe Lewis Tyson. I think they cut, they had the two ring announcers for the respective networks. They had the talk. Lennox was on the panel. 
Mm. I saw him at the back of the room, which I told you is as big as a football field, but he is about six foot seven. Yeah. I'm just looking here. And he's a bit taller than six five, I tell you, box wreck, you need to update. So <laughs> I I saw him at the back of the room with a stylish hat on. Yeah. And when he was in Sydney, we, I actually got the opportunity to go out with him and his crew, he and his crew, into Sydney. I think a place was called the White Rabbit on Oxford Street for another time. Uh, Max Markson organised it, right? All right. Our man Max. Yep. And I went straight to him and I said, Lennox, mate, Johnny Lewis still wants to know are we related? And he just started to laugh. Yeah. Icebreaker. Yeah. And I said, brother... Mark, I met you and your crew in Sydney. We went out in Sydney. Yeah. Um, you did an interview with us, always yeah. in your corner with Johnny Lula. He was wonderful. I said, help me. I did. I said, please help me. It was like that. Um, either, And everyone had seats. And I said, can I please get an interview with you after this for Fight Call Out, wherever you are around the world, and epicenter.tv. And he said, we've got to do the talent talk. And then we will do a media scrum, which basically means guys are 400 cameras. Yeah, of course. And I, and you can, I, I, I said, okay, so I'm probably the only guy there without his own cameraman. So I set the tripod up. Lone and, wolf. Yeah. And I'm not great at technical stuff, as you know. Yeah. I know how to tell people how to do it. And we set up the camera. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, I just wanted to be there front and centre with another 400 cameras and he came off stage and he patted one of the television execs on the shoulder Yep. as you almost spilt our supply here. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <clears throat> and he pointed at me and he said, Lennox wants you to do the one-on-one. -on -one. Unreal. 400 cameras. I might be exaggerating. 200 cameras and uh, now... I'm interviewing Lennox, and they're interviewing me, interviewing Lennox. Thank goodness, because I had a trouble with the, with my version. Of we could have had a technical hitch. Of course. But now a guy said, what are you worried about, Mark? He said, I've got a copy. They all filmed the interview. So it was wonderful. Yeah. He was comfortable and, and a great privilege uh, and a great insight. Probably the footage I would love to have got is – Sort of shadow sparring with Lennox at the back of the room. What an experience. I told you about it, didn't I? Yeah. I said, is there any is there any method to the fact that Tyson Fury wants to stand on the inside and trade uh, and not let Wilder get it off, yeah. get the right hand off? And he, he said, Mark, put your hands up, <laughs> at which point uh, a palpitation. <laughs> 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 and... And I'm now standing there <laughs> with one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. And um, I, I showed you and he came forward. He said, remember, Tyson has a, a longer reach than you, Tyson Fury. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or the, and, yeah. And he's got this massive hand, Lennox Lewis, the biggest hand I've ever seen. And he said, Mark, and he just walked forward, dislocating my left shoulder or right no. shoulder. Yeah. Not, but he's pushing. He said, now try and get the right hand off. And all he was doing, he said, now walk forward. And you're known for your right hand, eh? And he's just, but it's impossible. His boxing IQ, he was just doing that. You can't get your right hand off. No. You can't get the right hand off. No. Um, so it was amazing experience. And then the people from British television said, please tell me you filmed that with Lennox Lewis sparring at the, at the back of the room. I said, no, no. Would have been great. Someone's probably got it out there. Yeah. They're saying, who's this who's this bloke <laughs> shadowing with Lennox Lewis? And you said to me he was larger than life, yeah? He was brilliant. He was just amazing. Yeah. And he talked about his friend Mike Tyson. Yeah. You know, Mike was going to do all sorts of things, eat his babies and so forth before mm. that fight. Mm. And respectfully, I... Uh, inferred to Lennox that uh, he fought Tyson, who was way past the peak of his powers. Yeah. Um, but isn't it great to see Tyson doing so many great things? He said, Mike Tyson, my brother. And uh, he's, he always says to me, hey, Lennox, my brother. And I said, one of the most touching things for me in, in sport mm. was after you gave, after Lennox Lewis gave Mike Tyson a beating. Yeah. Past his peak. Yep. And then Mike Tyson patted down the cut above the eye of Lennox Lewis. And I went, wow. Yeah. 
and uh, they they they're, they're great. They're great. And he says Mike's great, and he's having you know he's having some blessings, and he's he's got work, and yeah, isn't that fantastic? He's in a good mental space, which always reminds me, you know, how much of what Tyson said was real. Oh, uh, you know what? I reckon all of it was. I don't know. I keep going back to what I heard. So Anthony Hopkins was asked, "Who's the greatest actor of all time?" Mm. And so Anthony said, "Mike Tyson." Just saying. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> this is rocked. So. Yes. It's fight day. Mm. You wake up, what time did you get there? Oof. Well, on fight day, you had to get your fight day accreditations yeah. with your photo on it. Yeah. Which we also did. Ah, after I saw... Just, you've been listening to the show. After I checked in and saw the official entrance, I then went mm. and got my photo taken. This is all coming back to me now. I'm just here. We go. I'm just saying. I, it's I, like the hangover. It gets pieced together at the end. I picked up my um, my accreditations, and I went back to the media room, which yep. was a makeshift media room for the fight, um, in a Chinese restaurant. True, in the MGM Grand, which was transferred on. On game day, if you like. Yeah, interesting. Yes, because most of the people were actually uh, set up to watch it on big screens in the media room. Yeah, yeah, you were saying. So you were pretty fortunate to I get in there. I was fortunate to get in there. Yeah. I am blessed to get in there. Yeah. I couldn't believe who I was sitting with. So I thought, you know, I'm not going to be ringside. I thought, you know, I, I, I thought, I, you know, and I thought about Crawford and Horn. I thought, yeah, I'll be 20, 30 metres back. I, uh, 20, 30 metres back. Yeah. I told you before I love the flying kangaroo. Well, where I was sitting, I should have been getting frequent flyer points. Oh, oh yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The ears popped with the altitude. A- absolutely. Not just the ears popped. I was back with, with, with yeah, some of the biggest names in, in world boxing and journalism. Really? Nosebleeds. Oh, really? But you know what? I loved it. I wouldn't change a thing because when, you know, when he comes out, when yeah. Tyson Fury comes out, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Deontay Wilder tells you he's he's crazy, he's this, he's that, he's the other. He talks about his drug problems. He's insulted him uh, beyond, yeah, and he comes out on a throne, crazy, and every gypsy on planet Earth <laughs> starts to sing, and you're at the back, and then, then before then, there's only one Tyson Fury, and seventeen thousand in this pressure cooker mm. in, in the MGM Grand, mm. the ground, you know, the mecca for world boxing, Sweet Caroline. Um, yeah, insane. And and my my father Ray Warren, if you uh, if you're joining us wherever you are around the world, I suppose you know he would be regarded as the voice of Australian sport in many circumstances. Most definitely. In fact, the, his book is called The Voice. So I'm yep. being very kind. The Voice, if you want to get it out there, yep. you can, I, good luck with that. But if, if you can, great book. Um, so it was. He always said to me that the key to good broadcasting is elevation. Mm. It was amazing with the big screens and taking in the atmosphere. I will say this because we talk about Joe Rogan often. There was also something else in the air. Oh, really? Man. But I, it's man, it's legal. Yeah. Well, there was it, it was it was a marijuana central. You reckon medicinal? Or it didn't oh, I don't know what, what does I don't know. What does the medicinal stuff smell like? Wouldn't know. It smelt like marijuana. Yeah, wow. And it was everywhere. And it obviously smoke rises. Of course. <laughs> no wonder they were singing. No wonder you enjoyed it. Yeah. And what do you think? In the building mm. at the time, what do you think? What's what what was your take on the fight? The early exchanges, obviously yeah. it ended well, I the went way there it with, did. I went there with money to back Tyson Fury. Yeah. And that money it remained in the account. Ah. I chickened out. Why? 
I, you know, again, I refer to my father. He said, "What you back yourself in boxing. You know boxing. Why are you going to listen to anybody when it comes to boxing? You knew about this. You talked to me about this. He was going to do this. It was going to be your schooling. It was you heard yeah. you heard me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you're getting opinions from people like Dan Raphael, yeah. What did uh, Dan, what did Dan Wilder say? Oh, really? So, Wilder I mean, by KO. I'm hearing I'm hearing the cuts already open. I'm hearing he's put too much weight on. Yeah, see, that's I, that was my line I, of thinking I'm as well. I'm hearing his shoulders no good. Yeah, I'm hearing an ankle injury. I'm hearing there's troubles in the camp. Yep. And then there was like you know, people that you must respect if you follow our sport or at least listen. Mm. And then you know he's like even money. He's about even money to yeah. win the fight. Yeah. Twenty to one by knockout. Yeah. At the MGM. Yeah. I, st- I didn't do it. I didn't have the minerals. I didn't have the minerals. Mate, you're in Vegas. I didn't Just do have it. A dig, mate. I was responsible. Outside of day one, I was responsible. It's true. You in work mode, eh? So, I, 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 yeah, I, I faltered there. But um, the fight, mm. I think we saw what Lennox Lewis was talking about. He was prepared to, he was yeah. prepared to trade. Yeah, it was just a clinical beatdown. Schooled him. Ridiculous. Yeah, schooled him. Really showed there's a massive, massive, massive gap in terms of polish and class between those two. Did I did say this. Now I'm going to, no, bugger, I'm going to blame my own trumpet. Now. Oh, here we go. Yep. In the lead up, because you told me touch of death. I used I used your saying over there on about four or five different interviews. Yeah, good. Touch of death power. Love oh, it. Oh, yeah. They loved it too. Touch of death power. In fact, I used it in Lennox's interview. Yes. Thank you. Yes. That was from you. Well, you should say thank you. Yeah. Anyway, um, Lennox Lewis uh, depicted the fight exactly. Mm. Um, that long reach. Mm. Um, I did say to you before this fight, Deontay Wilder was a very limited fighter. And I think Tyson Fury showed the world that under the, the bright lights yeah. at the MGM. But, you said he had a touch of death power. But that's the thing, right? You're mm. telling me he's a limited fighter. Mm. That is common knowledge. With a massive weapon. That is common yeah. knowledge. For yeah. a lot of his fights, yeah, he's looked average. He's mm. just got that game changer. That's what he. That's what he has. You look at his fight with Ortiz, right? Ortiz was winning most of the exchanges in the first one. Gets stopped, right? He almost stopped Wilder. The second Ortiz one, Ortiz, Ortiz looked amazing as well. Gets stopped. So I had. I was, I believed that Fury would have an, would have probably the better of majority of the exchanges until. You did say that word for word. And. What changes for you now out of the contest that you've seen both of them fight as we head towards a trilogy? I think Fury's brain is like a computer. He's just downloaded all the data on Deontay. And in the second one, made the necessary adjustments to go, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to avoid. This is how I do it. If he stays healthy between the ears, is it a quantum leap now between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder? Yeah, to the point where it doesn't really interest me for the trilogy fight at this point. I'd rather see Fury Joshua. Not even with what you said, a game changer, that touch of death power. Yeah, that touch of death. Power, I think, gets probably 99% of the heavyweight division out of there, but I think Fury is the 1%. Which is what we also talked about, a a student of the game, someone that learns and studies the game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's a freak. That was the fight and then trying to get out of there with 17,000 gypsies singing There's Only One Dyson Fury. I tell you now, you weren't going anywhere. No. You weren't going anywhere. No. Happy Gypsies too. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness. Oh, yeah. It was great theatre. The men and the women dressed up in all their, all their, uh, their outfits. It was, yeah. it was, it was just magnificent. Just magnificent. He did a lot for a lot of people by winning that. Mm. I think he was a bit of a, a sentimental favourite for everybody. Everybody yeah. kind of wanted him to win. Even the people that I knew that weren't into boxing mm. were like, oh, he's the best. Mm. I think he did a lot for people in terms of mental health as well. No doubt. He's been so open, yeah. so brutal for another show. We'll yeah. go down that avenue. Yeah, definitely. Because it's very, very close to me. Yep. Um, as you know, and um, we'll do that in depth on another episode of uh, Rocked. 
mental health very, very important, particularly right now in these extraordinary circumstances. So that was the fight night. That was the fight night. Morning after. Dusty or not dusty? Not really dusty. Not really dusty. No. So where would you find yourself on a not dusty... 3 p.m. 3 p.m. is 9 a.m. in Vegas. Of course. No, I, I, I was pretty good. Um, I, went, I went for a sauna. Yep. What's the name of your sauna company? Nimbus & Co, mate. Never I was at the MGM. Yeah. And then I went next door to do some, you know, I like to have a sweat. Yep. And, um, yeah, I, I had a bit of a training session. Training session. Training session. Ah, oh, and and I saw a young lady, the goat. The goat. Yeah, Clarissa. Clarissa, my friend, Clarissa Shields. Clarissa Shields. Yeah. The goat. Yeah. Girl can fight. Can she what? Girl can fight. Very, very talented. You put she... her on the same platform as Katie Taylor? Uh, in my opinion, mm. she's minimum same platform. Yeah. In my opinion, better. Wow. Well, she impressed she's got, me. She's got fantastic skills. Fantastic skills. And constantly willing to learn. She won the gold medal at the Olympics in 2012 and 2016. Um, just going through, we went through it before, multiple yep. world championships, three weight divisions, just 10 professional fights. Yep. The undisputed female middleweight champion of the world since 2019, the unified WBC and WBO light middleweight title since 2020. Previously, the WBC, IBF, super middleweight titles from 2017 to 2018 and currently holds the record for becoming a two-time and three-time world champion in the fewest professional fights. Wow. And there it is, yeah. Uh, she's ranked as the world's best active female at light middle. Yeah. Uh, and how does that happen, your interview with... Well, she, was on the, she was on the treadmill. So what, you just... I was in. I, I was in my. I set up my own little workstation. Oh yeah. So what were you doing exactly? <laughs> Johnny taught me unders and overs. So I, and I've got bad shoulders. So I got the light weights. Ah. Uh, and uh, and my rehab bands. Yeah. And my speakers in. Oh. And probably got a little bit of come from a land down under, rather. You looked the goods, didn't you? I was probably what you would. Technically described as shadow boxing. <laughs> oh, wow. In yeah. front of the quote. I didn't know. And, and she was just putting in miles at that point, yeah? Just on the treadmill working. Yeah, probably wasn't giving me much recognition, really, when I think about it. No, I couldn't imagine that Clarissa Shields would mm. have been looking at Mark Warren going, he's all right. No, I, pretty much. And I sort of waved a couple of times. Did you? <laughs> yeah. And... Um, I approached Clarissa and uh, and said, look, uh, any chance of an interview? And she sort of deadpanned me and said, let me finish my road work. Mad. What a beast. And then a couple of a crew came in. Oh, yeah. Um, I went back over and she was great. She was great. Yeah. Um, trying to reach out on Insta to Clarissa. Yeah, I know. Also, uh, yeah. <laughs> you're tagging me in the comments. I know that because I'm not hiding from it. Nah. I've probably got a man cr – I've got, probably got a crush yep. on Clarissa. Yeah. I thought there was some sort of bond there. Yep. I probably – And how's the following back going? No response. No response. Zero. Have you sent a DM? No. <laughs> oh, that's the next step, though, way. Eh? 100%. Tonight. Really? <laughs> Damn. Isolation, bro. Got it. Clarissa. Clarissa. But she was cool. The interview was awesome. Yeah, but you said to me you could tell that she didn't really want to be interviewed. Yeah, she didn't want to. <laughs> she wasn't there, was no. she? No. No. Well, she started talking about Layla Ali, and I love Layla. Yeah. She... I, I love Layla also. What, what, is there a theme here? What What does she think about Layla? <laughs> She's not happy with Layla. Nah. And Layla, i got to tell you, now I will say this. Yeah. Layla, we always have a conversation in Arizona. After the zoo, after zoo and Chavez, oh. and uh, she was wonderful. I was absolutely starstruck. Layla Ali, yeah. And so they're talking that Shields and Ali. That's who yeah. she. I think it's just. Talk, uh, yeah. yeah. So do I. So do I. Anyway, that was my. Yeah, my gym session with Clarissa Shields. So all in all. Yeah. 
We loved Vegas. We love Vegas. We always do. My second city. Yeah. My second city. And uh, all's good. Have we covered some turf today or what? Plenty. There were plenty to catch up on. Yeah. In closing, our thoughts and prayers, no matter where you join us around the world, uh, and right now as we produce our thoughts and prayers with the Medicos and and New York City. God bless you. And um, we hope to talk to you real soon. And to all the young fighters, not even young fighters, all fighters, under the current circumstances with the lockdown and everything going on, stay focused, keep your weight down, stay active, focus on your technique, watch tape of you sparring of past fights, and make sure you do everything in your power to use this time to improve. Because when boxing comes back, because it will, make sure you're the best you the world's ever seen. Well said, JJ Rocker. We'll see you next time with thanks to PowerBoxBoxing.com. You have been rocked, baby. This This is rocked. rocked.